It can all happen in one second. Welcome to Parsha Sashavua with Rabbi Garari. This is Parshas Miketz. Um, and today just we're going to share some brief ideas about the Parsha. Of course, the Parsha begins with Paroi's dreams, Paroi's true dreams, with the seven fat cows and the seven lean cows and the seven healthy corns and the seven unhealthy ones, and so on and so forth. Um, so here are a couple of ideas. First of all, when Paroi has the dream about the cows, it says, Vihine Sheva Paros, seven lean cows, seven thin cows, came after the first ones. Vato Haporis, and they stood next to the healthy cows. And then Vatechalna Haporis, then the seven thin cows ate the seven healthy cows. In the name of the Svas Emes, they say the following idea that this, how this dream played out is actually symbolic of how the Yetzirah works. We all have a Yetzirah, we all have an evil inclination, which is hinted in the seven healthy cows. And Chazal, the rabbis tell us that the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, never attacks someone bluntly right away. It goes, it goes slowly. It, it first comes very subtly to the person. It kind of comes more as a guess, like just a fleeting thought, a momentarily, a moment sort of, um, a short temptation and so on and so forth. But then after a while, it, it, it settles in. If we don't deal with it, if we don't sort of curb our temptation, if we don't put it in place right away, it gets more and more comfortable and ends up controlling us. So he says the thin cows, the bad cows, the unhealthy ones, are a symbol of the Yetzirah. First of all, it says the, the cows, oilois, they come up, meaning just slowly, they come up, they just appear. But then it says, they stand next to the healthy cows. They start getting very comfortable. And the end is, they consume the healthy cows, meaning they start to control the person. So this, this I guess, the, the lesson in this is that when we kind of indulge or we, or we sort of give in to the demands or the expectations of the Yetzirah, we need to know that it's not just something we can just say, well, it's just a fleeting thing. We have to always be conscious of the fact that it starts slowly and after a while it settles in, so we have to get on top of it as soon as we can. There's a, an interesting question about how Paroi knew that Yosef was the one telling the truth. How did he know? We know that Yosef, uh, Paroi woke up in the morning. He was totally baffled about his dreams. We are told in the Psukim and more, more in the Torah Shavapeh and the Oral Torah and the Midrashim and so on, how he called magicians, he called interpreters, he called the great ministers of Egypt and asked them to try and interpret his dream. And they all had a bash at it. They all said different things. The seven cows represent seven, seven sons or seven daughters and all different sort of things of seven. They'll come, they'll go, they'll die, they'll be alive and so on and so forth. And nothing satisfied him. Suddenly Yosef comes along Tells him a story about seven good years, seven bad years. Boom, fantastic. And the question is, how did Paroi know suddenly that Yosef was the one telling the truth? So we answer this, the Babachar Rebbe once explained, we answer this with another question. Yosef was taken out of jail. He was, he was brought to Paroi and he was given one request to interpret Paroi's dreams. And that's what he should have done. But he didn't stop there. In typical, <laughs> typical Jewish fashion, 
he started giving advice. He said, you know, you've got to make sure that during the good years you store up food, so when the famine years come, you've got food to give out, and so on, which is exactly what happened. But who asked, him, who asked him for an etzah? Who asked him for advice? He was asked to interpret the dream. He wasn't asked to give a solution. However, what really happened was as follows. There was a detail in Paroi's dream that made no sense and didn't fit into any of the other interpretations. Because all the other interpretations talked about good events and bad events, all in the multiples of seven. But the good events and the bad events never coexisted together. They happened one after another. So Paroi dismissed them all because Paroi saw in his dream a detail that was problematic. And the detail was that the lean cows, the thin cows, were standing next to the fat cows, which means they existed at the same time. And Pari was looking for an interpretation that would answer that detail. So says Yosef to them, I need to give you a piece of advice and that will answer the detail, that will be part of the interpretation of the dream. You need to store up a lot, a lot of produce during the days of plenty so that they're still there during the days of famine. Pari says, that's it, you the man. Because now understand how the plentiness can coexist with the famine. Because we'll have the food stored up from the days of plenty. And that's symbolic in how the lean cows were together with the fat cows. And he said, you've answered the problem. You've solved the riddle. You must be the person who's telling the truth. And if I'm going to appoint you to actually execute that plan. And that's how Yosef became the viceroy of Egypt. Finally, I wanted to share with you two philosophical ideas about what we learn from the story. Last week's parasha and this week's parasha, um, there's lots of dreams. So last week's parasha starts with Yosef's dreams. He starts dreaming about the sheaves of wheat standing up and bowing to his. Then he, deems about, then he dreams about the sun and the moon and so on. And now we have Paroi's two dreams about the cows and then the, the ears of corn. But if you look closely, they're very, very different. And they symbolize the approach and the attitude of a tzaddik, of a Jew, of someone who's focused on serving Hashem, as opposed to someone who is immersed in materialism, someone like Paroi, whose entire focus is power, egocentricity, and pursuit of materialism and pleasure. And we explain the following. If we look at Yosef, Yosef, in the beginning, last week's parsha. Dreams about something that's earthly, wheat that is growing. But then the second dream is, he dreams about something heavenly, the sun and the moon, symbolic of much more spiritual existence. Also in that order. So in other words, Yosef exists in this world, but his focus, and his aspiration is more about heavenly pursuit. And that comes after, he, he's elevating, he continuously grows. Whereas Paroi dreams only about things that are earthly, and in fact, first dreams about something that is from the world of Chai, from the animal kingdom, and then dreams about something which is even a lower level, the world of vegetation. As we know, the world is divided into four parts, the inanimate, the vegetation, the animal kingdom, and the human being. So, in, and in that order. So that's the difference. A Jew who serves Hashem is not only connected to earth, but connected to spirituality. However, someone whose focus is like Paroi's is only about the material and in descending order. It just gets worse and worse with, with time. So that's an interesting contrast between the two dreams. And finally, of course, the amazing lesson to take away, take away from this Pasha is 
an idea of bitochah, an idea of trust, an idea of Yeshua's Hashem keheref ayin, that the salvation of Hashem can come in a blink of an eye instantaneously. Here we have a story about Yosef who was down in the dumps in the most extreme way. He had been sold by his brothers. He was in a foreign land. He had no connection to family. He was thrown into jail. Then in last week's prayer, he has some hope. Maybe the butler, when he comes out of jail, will put in a good word to him for power, and the butler forgets. So here he is. Yes, Yosef languishing. Everyone's forgotten about him. No one even knows barely that he exists. And the odds are that he is going to languish in jail forever. That's what it looks like. At that point, logically, rationally, Yosef had no hope, but Yosef refused to give up hope. As we know, Yosef was full of emunah and bitochim. And then the unexpected happens, that in instantaneously, within a matter of a few hours, he's taken from languishing in jail with no one knowing about him, everyone forgotten about him, so to speak, to the, being the coming of the viceroy of Egypt. Transformation in a matter of minutes. And there's a lesson there. This lesson is that when we go through a challenge, when something happens that seems bleak, even if we work out that rationally, even if we work out that naturally, things should remain that way, we have to have learned from Yosef that amazing bitochen, that everything comes from Hashem, and Hashem can turn things around in an instant. We should have to keep davening, and keep believing, and keep trusting in Hashem. Have a good day, and have a very good Shabbos.